Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, nutritionist, Michaela Shifley, the founder of KJ Wellness. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things nutrition and wellness. We'll cut through the bullshit information out there, debunk health myths, interview health experts, and give you actionable steps to help you become the best version of yourself. So go grab yourself a nice hot cup of coffee and strap in to hear the cold hard truths about health. Welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. Very, very exciting episode today. I have with me a podiatrist, Alicia Shifley, who specializes in running. And occasionally I do get quite a few questions on running, especially when I was going through my own running journey. You know, how do you even begin running? Um, A lot of people ask about running and weight loss. What are the benefits from running? How to adequately fuel for running? So I thought, who better else than to bring a a, a person who specializes in running and a qualified podiatrist to discuss this topic. So welcome, Alicia. Thanks for having me. How fun is this to be on your (laughs) podcast? (laughs) So much fun. So let's start off. Like, tell us what is your own health journey that you've been on? Like, what was the thing that led you to be so interested in running? And my question to you has always been, because it always baffled me becoming a podiatrist and working with feet in particular, but you love it. So tell me, like, how did that all come about? Um, I wish I had a cool story for why I became a podiatrist, but I don't. <laughs> I just went to the Latrobe Open Day and the guy who was like talking about podiatry was so passionate about what he did. Um, and I just thought like how cool would that be to be passionate about what you do and like love mm. what you do um, because so many of us don't, I think. And with podiatry, you can really take it anywhere you want. Like you can work with diabetic feet and like the high-risk foot scene or you can work with biomechanics and runners or you can do general podiatry. So it really gives you a lot of options. So, yeah, I think that's how I ended up where I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. Love it. And then specifically running. Like what sparked the passion for running? Well, I've always been active. Like I did a lot of um, netball and then I guess – coming out of sport like I did netball and then footy and I got quite injured and running is something where your risk of injury is so low like Mm. I mean you could probably I guess fall on your face and maybe like break a finger or something like I have heard people doing that but in terms of like when you're a professional and you need your hands and your body to be able and ready to work Uh, every day like playing sport is risky and Mm -hmm. running is just something that is easy you can do it anywhere you can do it away from home if you want. Um, you don't have to like leave an hour for it. If you only have half an hour of time, you can just do it. You're most likely not going to get injured. And it's got obviously like so many benefits to it as well. So I think I started loving it. And then I guess I tried to take that into podiatry with me. Yeah. Well, why not work with something that you're passionate about? And I know you and I have always said, and you always said this to me, is running is such a natural form of movement Mm. like when you are running there's just this euphoric feeling that you get like you're so free it's just you and your body you're not you don't have anything external that you're using to move your body it's just so natural which feels really really nice yeah yeah if you look back like running is the most natural way of movement that we have and it's interesting where people like come from running too because if you think about where you learn to run like normally it's like your parents or um you know, just someone else in your life and every other sport we get taught, like if you play netball, you go to netball and you get taught how to play netball or basketball or whatever you're playing. But with running, unless you do like little athletics, there's not really a lot of that. 
And I think, yeah, where I come in as like a podiatrist who like loves to treat people for running is a lot of like recreational runners because everyone kind of gets into running at some point, I think, Mm -hmm. Um, especially over COVID, like massive boom of recreational running. But um, people just kind of come into the sport and don't really know what to do or where to start. Um, And then that's where like just having someone that you can bounce ideas off, whether that's like a podiatrist or a running coach or someone, even if, you know, I don't recommend like just going to your friend and getting like advice for them. But if you have like someone who's really into running, Mm. um, is really important in like that kind of journey. Yeah. And I know for so many people, it is so easy for them to start running just, you know, like if you take sport for an example, you have to go somewhere to train for that sport. Whereas running, you just chuck your runners on and you go out the front door and you start running. So it's so easy to start it without knowing the foundations of anything. Mm. And I know so many people who have ended up injured from doing that. And so for me specifically, when I started running, because I had tried so many times to start running and I would get to maybe like five Ks and then I would give up because I wasn't doing it properly. And I was running like six days a week, which is just ridiculous. And then I'd think it's boring or I'm not progressing. So I would stop. But then when I actually, you know, got a personalized running program from you that built me up from ground zero to then being able to run like 30 Ks completely injury free, it was such a different feeling and being able to like see the progression and having like the deload weeks and actually working the running around other forms of exercise as well. Like it was such knowing how to actually do it from Mm. ground zero and building up properly. It was such a a different outlook on running as a whole. Yeah. Having a plan is really important, especially for beginner runners. Like you get into this, it's called the boom and bust cycle. Oh, that's Um, Yeah. (laughs) That literally (laughs) was me. Yeah, and what happens is, like, people go, woohoo, I'm going to, like, become a runner. Mm-hmm. They get the new running shoes and exactly what you said, they just go out and they run every single day and they or they get, you know, a marathon or a half marathon um, goal in mind and they just go ham and then, yeah, boom. And then generally, like, their um, load exceeds their current, like, capacity and then mm-hmm. they'll get injured. And then from there, you've got to go right back down and build yourself back up. So, yeah, I think that's the main um issue that a lot of beginner runners run into Mm. so I guess like key takeaway is maybe if you are thinking of starting running and you are as a beginner seeking somebody to kind of give you that extra guidance so that you can do it properly and actually progress and not end up injured because so much better to start small and slowly build up than to like go all in and then end up injured and out for like six eight weeks yeah yeah I think slowly is the key takeaway there Mm. and slowly in everything, like whether it's pace, whether it's like how many sessions you're doing a week, um, whether it's like what kind of sessions you're doing and like how close they are together, like slowly, slowly, slowly. Because like when you're learning or not learning to run, but beginning to run, like Mm. you really want to build your base level capacity up. Um, and you want to make your body strong so that when you're in the future, like you're strong enough to be able to withstand the higher loads that you're going to put on your body. Mm-hmm. So kind of like what um, you need to do is think about like your aerobic tank really, like your aerobic engine and just kind of start with like, um, I don't know, I think three sessions is good. Like you said, you started with six, <laughs> which is a lot. <laughs> Way too many. <laughs> Way too many. <laughs> Um, but I reckon like for a beginner runner, like three sessions is good. 
Um, and whether that's like a long run on the weekend and then like maybe one or two throughout the week. Mm. And then that kind of works within like your time schedule as well because running is like quite time heavy. So mm. one of the major things is consistency. If you kind of build that, you know, run that time and like you have time to like work out where you're running during the week, you're going to be more consistent. Yeah. And I think the other thing that really change for me when I did it properly was adding in those interval runs as well mm. rather than it all just being trying to run as fast as I can or as far as I can you're right like slowing it down and gradually yep. building up the pace of distance all of that but then also adding in an interval run and I found like yeah physically it helped my running but also mentally like it was good to mix it up mentally with mm. something different than just running yeah 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 there's a couple of different runs that you can do or different sessions and you're right, it is good to mix it up with an interval session. I think your main most important one is like your long, slow run, which is mm-hmm. like if you go back to like year 12 PE, it's like your aerobic capacity. Yeah. Um, so basically like your, your body's using oxygen as fuel. And that's really where um, you build, you know, 80% of your training within that load. Um, and then you kind of build in like your interval training, like what you were saying. So one of those and you have that in like a higher um, like heart rate zone. And then your other one, I think when you're beginning, probably keep that slow too. But then later on, you could build that to more speed if you wanted to. Yeah, incredible. And I think that's such a good place to start. So Mm. one question that I get asked quite often is running and weight loss. And I think Mm. this is why a lot of people start running to begin with because they think by popping on their runners and getting out the door and going for that run, let's take me for an example, six times a week, that they think they're going to drop so much weight. Like they think that it is a quick fix to weight loss. Mm. Do you see this often as being a podiatrist and seeing runners? might be different. You might still see a bit. I do see it quite a bit actually. Like people come in who are on a weight loss journey and they're injured. And then because of that like they do get really good results with it because they most of the time like they haven't really done that much aerobic exercise before so they are burning a lot of calories and I think when it's quite a new exercise as well like your body does respond quite well but then they get injured and then on top of that you're then dealing with you know the mental side effects of then not being able to move like you were you're not then losing as much weight as what you were before and so you're dealing with that kind of down as well Mm. I think yeah I think with people go wrong with using running for weight loss like it is it is good for that but it shouldn't be the only reason why you run yeah yeah and I've heard you say this many times like move make your movement something that you like 100% yeah if you try and force yourself to do a type of exercise that you hate like you're going to do it for such a short period of time and then chuck the towel in and walk away whereas Mm -hmm. if you actually love what you do it's not a chore like you actually enjoy getting up and going and doing that type of exercise so running might be for you or it might not be for you and that's okay like there's so many types of movement and exercise that you can do Mm, yeah and I think as well like you know people go out and this goes back to us saying like start slowly it's like they'll go back out and absolutely smash themselves every single run like you go and you, you know, you're breathing super heavy and, you you know, you're sweating, like, profusely and, like, you you know, you're tired the next day. Like, 
that kind of exercise only makes you lose weight for a certain amount of time because your body gets like so stressed and like and I know you've had you know personal um experience with this as well but Mm. you start you know if you're a female you can lose your cycle because your body is so stressed Mm -hmm. and running is a very stressful thing to put on your body which is why I think using it as a weight loss tool can be dangerous yes and solely as a weight loss tool as mm, well. yeah I spoke about this quite recently with somebody actually because they were asking about you know like you do burn you can burn so many calories running and they were asking about it all and I said yeah but the thing is like when your fitness improves as your running improves like you have to keep running either faster or further to keep like burning and I do that in quotation marks the same amount of calories if you're looking at like your calories in versus calories out for weight loss whereas Mm. if you take like strength training for an example where you're building that muscle mass like the more lean muscle that you have like the more energy your body burns throughout the day anyway so I mean like it's not like you can keep doing the same run and you'll just continuously keep burning the exact same amount. And like, there's only so, like you can't end up running a bloody half marathon every day. Like your body will break Mm. down. So I think when you do start running, like you kind of need to have a bit of a mindset shift if you are starting it purely for weight loss, because it's not going to be maintainable or sustainable for you. And you're right. Like you'll go out hard and fast and you'll burn out and you might even end up like me and have, lost your period which was you know yeah. a whole journey that you have to go on to then get it all everything back yeah and I think like I don't think we're saying like don't use running as part of mm-hmm. your weight loss journey it's just no. do it sustainably like in a way that's good for your you know your your mm-hmm. mind body and soul like don't mm-hmm. burn yourself to the ground trying to you know run records every time yeah because you will get injured and you will burn yourself out mentally as well yeah, absolutely. And it kind of comes back to it being if you are starting a weightless journey, like it has to be sustainable. And that mm-hmm. goes with like the food that you eat, the life that you live, and then also the movement and the exercise that you do. So if you enjoy running, if you can start slowly, you'll be able to actually like maintain how you go. You won't end up injured. You won't end up out. It will like if you do it properly, it will 100% support your weight loss journey. So it can mm-hmm. be used. It's just use it properly. Yeah, yeah. And I think the important thing to think about running as well is like, what else does it give you? Like, why do you run? You know, like, we all know that it has lots of physical benefits, but like, what Mm. is it doing for you mentally? Like, is it helping you clear your mind while you run? Like, is it, you know, do you get to see different parts of your city and like watch the sunrise and sunset? Like, you know, when you're running, like, can you completely leave your ego behind and just, you know, meditate in that moment and just, think about like the fresh air or like the birds or you know the the sound of like your feet hitting the pavement like can you use it in that regard or like what are the social benefits that come of it like I know yourself like you've moved to a new um part of Australia and a lot of your friends you met like through Mm. um community run groups so yeah absolutely some of like the best friends that I have made up here in Queensland now I have met them through running which is amazing like the running community is a so 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 incredible that I personally have been to like so supportive so welcoming like everybody encourages Mm. and pushes you in such a like kind and supportive way which is so lovely to be a part of and then you're right like the mental benefits that you get I experienced that so strongly and especially like I remember the one day where I was running and my headphones carped it halfway through the run and 
I still had, I think it was like maybe 10 Ks or something to go. And I was like, nah, there's no way I can get through this run without having like noise in my head. But it was such like, it was such a different experience. It was like, I spent 10 Ks just like meditating in Mm. my mind. At the end of it, I felt like a different person. Like it was Mm. so incredible. So then, you know, I'd alternate with what runs I'd listen to like a podcast or music or just nothing, like just worked on breath work and just being present with myself. And it was like the time that I spent topping my own cup back up. So the mindset benefits you can get from running it, incredible. I think that's an important point as well is when you being present when you run, because if you're I, like, I do love running with music um, and, you know, like all my trackables as well. I think mm. they do have a place, but I think when you don't listen to music and you're just focusing on like how you feel, um, you can really stay within that, like um, the easy run zones. But mm. if you're like listening to music, it's really easy to like drift into like that gray zone of training where you are training in a more stressful like zone for your body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think listening to your body, whether you, you know, maybe you need to do an easier run that day or making sure that you stay um, in an aerobic training zone is important. Yeah, definitely. And obviously each run you do can be so different. Mm. Just making sure that you're fitting time in for I guess all of the different types and making sure that you ask and I guess that goes back to us talking about you need to be in the right headspace and have the right outlook Mm. on running to be able to actually go into those ones to be present because if you're just always so fixated on you know the numbers or burning the most amount of calories or all of that like you lose sight of what are the other benefits that running is actually giving you. Yep, yep. And that like that looking at your, you know, how many calories you're burning or like what kind of pace you're running, like that can you can get really fixated on like comparing those stats on your Strava or your Garmin with someone else or the Strava yeah. community and and then, you know, that can undo all the benefits of running if you're constantly being like, "Oh, I'm not running fast enough" or "Oh, this person's done better than me." Like um and you maybe you then push yourself further which then again pushes yourself into that gray zone so I think Mm. sometimes just going for a run and like running just for you and I think that's actually a really good piece of advice for people wanting to get into running is like you are only running against yourself yeah do not try and compare anything else like no one else has your running history no one else has your injury history like make sure that you run for you and no one else yeah I think and I have nothing against Strava I think it's amazing and I think people are very supportive of one another on there and you can connect with some pretty cool people but when I was running I got to a point where I turned Strava onto private because Mm. I felt that pressure I felt like if Mm. this run gets uploaded and I didn't do my best each and every time I was like oh my god what are people gonna think of me like this isn't good (laughs) so um yeah I think that's actually that's such a powerful piece of advice you honestly like you were doing this for you Mm, and you were so your own journey exactly like nobody Mm. is nobody is like you like this has to be your very individualized and specific journey yeah which I guess is why it is important to talk to someone who does know how to get you into running because if you just follow like your friend's advice or something like you know they're probably training for them so if you're training on their training schedule, maybe you could end up injured or, um, yeah. 
Mm. speak to someone who knows what they're talking about (laughs) Mm, definitely and I mean talking about being injured and I guess like I definitely struggled this through part of my running journey as well but knowing like when to take like how often you should actually take those rest days and the deload weeks and making sure that you know you're feeling like even in deload weeks still making sure that you're eating and adequate enough to then like go back into running Mm. properly the following week after I mm. found that I definitely, because you do, sometimes you get into this rhythm and you're like, oh my God, like I'm progressing so much. Like I don't want to have a full week off or like deloading doesn't mean you have to take the whole week off, but just bring it back a lot. Um, and I feel like a lot of other people might get into that same sort of headspace around running, but rest is important. Yeah. You're only as good as your recovery. Yeah. And that's how we build strength as well is through recovery. So yeah, rest days are super important. And even if you like, I think. I used to program people so that it would be like run and then strength and then run and then strength and run and strength. But like, if you can fit this into your week, it's so much better to do run and strength on the same day, have a full 24 hour rest block and then do run and strength on the next day. And that way you really give your body the best chance you possibly can to recover. Cause if not, if you're just smashing your legs every single day, whether it's like running or at the gym or whatever you're doing, like you're not giving yourself enough time. So, yeah, I think recovery is really important. And, like, thinking about, like, what recovery you are doing, like, sleep. <laughs> how yeah. are you sleeping? It's so important. Um, what are you eating? How Like, how much water are you drinking? Like, what what is your recovery like? Are you thinking that your recovery is doing a, you know, a massive, like, spin class or something that's going to, like, mm. pump your legs out and then thinking that's a recovery because you're not running? Like, just being or, mindful of. Yeah, recovery walk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is actually really fast and yeah, <laughs> uphills or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then deload weeks are really important as well. I think a lot of people just build consistently, but always train in cycles. So yeah. build for three weeks, deload for one week. Build for three, deload for one. And deload like 50% of your running mm. load that week. Like really give your body a rest and your body will give you back the rewards. Yeah. And I think it's important to note, like, a rest day doesn't have to be you being a couch potato. Like, no. you can still do, like, get the blood moving, like a slow walk or, mm. you know, actually doing some stretching or some foam rolling, like that kind of thing to still get the blood movement. It doesn't mean that you have to sit on your bum all day doing absolutely nothing. Yep, yep, definitely, yeah. And then I think the the other really important advice for beginner runners is strength i don't know Mm. how much i bang on about strength in the clinic but it is so important to make sure that you're building your body's capacity up with strength training like it doesn't make you bulky it just makes you able to withstand the load so much more yeah and that's a massive thing because so many people say to me that if they start strength training as a female that they're going to get bulky and i think being when you start running a lot of people have this vision in their minds that runners are these like super 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 lean people and sure like some of them are nothing wrong with that either but doing strength you're not going to become the hulk like Mm. you know you're not going to be some macho muscly human just by doing a couple of strength sessions and like if you think about um like the like male bodybuilders a they're male and b like the amount of food that they Mm. eat and the weight that they lift is extraordinary like 
Mm. Unless you are a male, you're eating that amount of food and you're lifting that amount of weight. Like, you know, you, there's mm. no way. Yeah, and if you think about why you're doing strength training, like if you're doing strength training to support your running, you're not yeah. doing it enough to mm. do nah. what, like what you just said, you know, like you have to do it every single day, but you're not. You're probably doing it two or three times a week. Yeah. Absolutely. So we've ha- said some very, very good um, top tips for people wanting to start running. Anything else that you think is like a very ideal tip for somebody who is like a beginner really wanting to start running? Obviously, we've covered a lot of things already around mm. like taking it slowly, looking at other benefits rather than just the physical benefits of running, um, seeking somebody professional. But anything else that's like a key takeaway for people wanting to get into running? I think just keep it simple. Like mm. there's so many ways you can make running complicated with like different training sessions and like, you know, different trackables and wearables and, and like energy systems and all that kind of stuff. But just be consistent. Do you run long, slow? Make sure you're doing your strength training and just like have fun with it. Don't be based mm. off anyone else. And I think if you just stick to that, like you'll be fine. Yeah. Absolutely. I think running is such an incredible way of moving your body. Like, like mm. I said before, it's so freeing. It's so natural. And I mean, I, for one, am so incredibly excited to like start from ground zero again and like really, really slowly build back up. I mean, maybe I won't ever run as far as what I did, but even just being able to get out and just run, you know, that five, six, 10 Ks is incredible. Like it's really, really euphoric really mm, yeah and it's such a good way to get around like see new places sightsee yeah sightsee such a good way to travel like being mm. able to run and travel yeah mm-hmm. that's yeah. so true because mm. yeah, you can go check out different places run on different paths mm. yeah yeah and i think yeah for you like as long as you build back up slowly like your body will adapt mm. yeah that's the plan and making sure like feeling adequately for the increase in running is another important thing to make sure that what I'm doing and other people are doing as well. Mm. Now I have some quick fire questions for you. Mm. Are you ready? (laughs) (laughs) What is one thing that you must do every morning to set your day up? Yeah. I feel like this is a difficult question because I don't have a regular morning routine, Mm. but I think drinking water is like whether it's like just a glass or whether you're like dipping in a drink bottle on the way to work. Like it's something that you can do whether it's a Saturday or it's a Monday or you start work early or you start work late. Like, you know, you can't fit exercise in every day when you're working full time Mm -hmm. Um, in the mornings, I think. I mean, I'm sure some people can, but I wasn't that good at it. Um, But, yeah, I think drinking water, it just makes sure that you're hydrated for the day. So, yeah, you just feel way better. Yep. And like, obviously everybody is so individual, but the recommended water consumption is around eight glasses a day for an adult. So by you, you know, you getting in one to two in the morning, like that already ticks off so many. And I know being in nutrition, I, a lot of clients that I see do struggle with that water intake on a day-to-day basis. And especially now coming into winter, it's obviously a lot harder. So I think so simple, but so important and love it. Mm-hmm. What is one thing that everyone can do every day to improve their life? 
Yeah, I reckon adding some kind of like mindfulness or meditation mm. into your day. And it's so like you can meditate for half an hour if you want to, but that's like super time consuming and most people aren't going to do that. But even if it's just like, you know, if you have the Headspace app or like there's a billion like different types of mm. meditation apps, so just have like little 60 second meditations that you can do or even just doing like three breaths in your car before you get out for work or when you go for a walk, just spending 60 seconds listening to the, you know, the birds or something like that. I think yeah. adding in like little snippets of mindfulness um, mm-hmm. just, yeah, makes 100%. it. Even yeah. if you have a, um, a Spotify subscription, like you can even yeah. look up yeah. mindfulness stuff on Spotify. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we do as humans, like we always go, 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 go. We forget mm-hmm. to like stop, pause and to actually mm-hmm. breathe deeply. So, yeah, important one. All right. Last quick fire question is what is your favorite quote and why? So um, I think favorite quote kind of in line with what we've been talking about with running and um, making sure that you're running for you is like train to improve your fitness, not prove your fitness. Mm. So yeah, just making sure that you're always like running for you and not like running to prove that you're running a certain time or a certain speed or you can do whatever run you're trying to do to whoever you're trying to prove mm. it to, whether it's Strava or Garmin or, yeah, just run for you. Yeah. Ah, oh, love it. Now, one question that I do love to ask all of my podcast guests is that in the distant future, when you are looking back on your life, what do you think will be your biggest achievement or one thing that you will be most proud of? Now, this could be something that you have already done or it could be something that you are hoping to do in the future. Mm, That's a wild question, isn't it? That's so large. (laughs) I know. It's so hard. And I feel like because a lot of people – when I ask the question or a lot of people always say like, Oh, you like, it's hard for people to say something that they are proud mm. of about themselves. Like to other people, they could give so much like um, validation or like approval of other people. I'm like, wow, you're amazing. Like that's so good. But when it comes to yourself, you're like, Oh my God, do I actually have to say something out loud mm. that I'm proud of? But And like forecasting so far in the future as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to hear what <laughs> dreams and goals do you have? Like, let's make them real. And you do have to like do it now, right? So that you can be Mm. proud of it in the future as well, rather than just thinking that it's going to happen in the future. Yeah, definitely. Um, I reckon just like living life to the fullest and taking as many opportunities. Like I just quit both my jobs and bought a van and about to partake on this adventure of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So maybe I, I hope, it works out <laughs> it will. I'm like Woo-hoo. oh my god honestly everything happens for a reason I think that's so powerful and like I just every single day especially since moving it's just like epiphany after epiphany like this is it like this is the one life you get like if you get to the end of your life and they always say like you only ever regret the things that you didn't end up doing so you know if you have something that you want to do like you got to go out there and get it because there ain't no coming back and take and doing a take two of this like this is it. Make it work. Make it worthwhile. Get to the end of your life and like don't have regrets and be happy that you did everything that you could have possibly have done to live the exact life that you wanted to live. And like, yes, sure, there's like circumstances mm. and all of that. But still, like at the end of the day, you're the one who's in the driver's seat of your own life. So if you want to go out there and achieve something, like start working towards it and make it happen. Yeah, yeah. The future is made in the now. 
Absolutely. And like, mm. yeah, you have to take steps to feel uncomfortable. Like both you and your partner, like obviously have taken a massive step in quitting both your jobs, which both of you had like great positions, but like th- this is going to work out. Like it's going to be an incredible six months and you never know what's going to, what other opportunities are going to pop up for you. And you know, the things that you see, the people you'll meet and you might come back completely change people, but it could be for the best. Yeah, yeah. And all the places I'll get to see running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. So tell the audience, what do you have coming up in your life? Obviously, we know that you're going away traveling for six months, but where can the listeners find you? You know, where can they actually go to watch all of these incredible places throughout Australia that you'll be running in? Yeah, well, I don't have a pod page or anything like that. Um I guess if people were interested in my measly little around Australia trip <laughs> where I'll post my running um, videos is we're going to make a Instagram page called Clarence the Machine. Clarence mm-hmm. is the name of our van. Yep. And we'll be posting all of our content on there. Yeah. So I'll put the link, once you've created, I'll put the link to that page um, in the show notes so people can gr- directly go and tap on that. But I know I'll definitely be following and tuning in to make sure or see all of the incredible places that you guys end up running in. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on today and sharing so much insightful knowledge about running with everyone. I'm sure a lot of people will have a bit of a clearer image in where they can like start and how to actually properly build up their running to get the most benefits out of it, both physically and mentally. Mm. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Naked Bonders podcast. I would absolutely love to hear one thing that you learned from today's episode. So just head over to my Instagram, kjwellness3s, and let me know what was one thing that you learned from today's podcast. I would also just love to connect with you. So even if you just want to reach out and have a chat about anything, then just head over there. But I will speak to you in the next episode very soon. Enjoy the rest of the day or the night, wherever you are. Bye.